and welcome to We the People. I'm Sarah Jacob. A night curfew has been imposed in Delhi from Monday. The national capital reported 290 fresh cases of COVID in 24 hours, a 16% jump from Saturday and one related death in 24 hours. The COVID positivity in the national capital has also crossed the 0.5%. Karnataka has also announced night curfew for 10 days. Starting Tuesday, the Karnataka government has announced restrictions for New Year-related parties and gatherings amidst fresh COVID-19 concerns with new clusters emerging amidst an Omicron variant of the coronavirus. Mumbai's daily COVID cases have jumped 21%. But despite a daily spike over the last week in various curbs imposed to arrest the spread of the virus, worrying footage shows the city's Juhu Beach buzzing with hundreds of revelers, hawkers, children on Christmas, most of them without masks and little or no adherence to COVID protocols. Amidst Omicron concerns, India has been clearly celebrating Christmas, feeling festive, preparing for New Year's with grand plans and in the process breaching COVID-19 protocols. Despite rising COVID-19 cases in West Bengal, thousands of people gathered at uh, the Park Street in Kolkata to celebrate Christmas Eve on Saturday. There you can see people crowding the streets without maintaining social distancing. Uh, people can be seen without masks, their noses or partially masked with their noses uncovered. Meanwhile, it seems to be different rules for our politicians. The Home Minister today held a rally in UP, a crucial state, going to the polls. It was a very successful rally, huge gathering, no masks. Uh, the audience, we can get some shots of the audience there, uh, clearly breaking all uh, protocols. And the Home Minister, Amisha, going ahead with this rally. Really, it's a sense of deja vu. We saw the same thing before the second wave where the BJP held rally after rally in Bengal despite uh, rapidly rising cases. But not to be left behind. Thousands of women showed up for marathons in Lucknow and Jhansi this morning under the Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi Vadra's women-centric Ladki Hu, Lad Sakti Hu campaign. That is, I'm a girl and I can fight. Uh, ironically, that event in Lucknow proved to be a non-starter in the state, in the state capital there, because the administration, the Adityanath administration, denied permission for this marathon in view of COVID. Of course, that same administration allowed Amin Shah's rally to go ahead. So, rallies by day, restrictions by night. Are we headed for trouble? And who is responsible? Is this our collective failure? And what's the human impact of these decisions? What is the human toll that we're facing right now? Now, we don't have to wait for a third wave to hit. The fallout of the Omicron variant is already being felt. Flights have been cancelled, separating families over Christmas. Schools, which barely reopened, are likely to be closed again. Business and investor confidence is being sapped. Uh, joining us now, actually, first, let's go across to Zoya Rasool, who is in Brighton in the UK right now. She should have been at home with her family in Lucknow, and she would have been had it not been for this new variant and the resurgence of COVID the world over. Uh, I'm sorry, Zoya, you missed your... Uh, uh, brother's wedding, your sibling's wedding. Is that what the plan was for this year, this winter? Yes, Sarah. So it was pretty unfortunate. And to be honest, uh, in fact, the whole plan of the wedding was uh, as it was planned as so it suits us because it was holiday time. And uh, but um, unfortunately, it wasn't destined to be. And given the risk, the uncertainty and everything, we decided not to go ahead uh, with our plans. So, yeah, it was sad, but I think that was the wise thing to do. So how did you attend? Uh, virtually, I mean, uh, WhatsApp. So, uh, but 
there's only you know only as much we can do virtually so i did try to correct why whatsapp and the nika was happening when the manja or the haldi ceremony was happening uh, but the more i was you know looking at things everything i was missing it more and uh, so it was difficult i it was it felt terrible you know to be not there and, and i'm sure you all must have waited like you said they probably timed it because we all expected that cases were coming down we can postpone weddings exactly. to December January and that was not the case. Right. And meanwhile how did the exactly. how did the how did the wedding go as in uh, in terms of numbers in terms of uh, you know how much it was it, Yeah I mean a, a lot of our family members who live who are not in India they did plan to come in so a lot of them you know canceled their plans so it was a you know a bit toned down kind of thing but still the our first family who are in india they did uh, you know managed to come in there and they had a good time so i keep looking at the pictures but that's all i can do as of now well all the best to your brother and congratulations to the entire family on uh, this uh, big celebration your wedding thanks so much Thank meanwhile let's step Thank back and take a look at the big picture we have zoya and that's the story of one family uh, on the ground in lucknow rajiv jain joins us he's the director of rashi entertainment private limited rajiv is one of india's leading wedding planners rajiv the wedding industry is a huge uh, mover of the indian economy right economically this is also wedding season so the timing of this resurgence of the coronavirus couldn't be worse um some of your clients rajiv really are very wealthy how are they coping and what are the systems that you as a, a provider of services have put in place what changes have you made in the services that you are uh, that you're offering good evening sara first and foremost this wedding industry is a 5 lakh crore wedding industry which is giving huge employment huge revenues to the government of india we are a very responsible industry and before this covid has gone for last 6 months also everything was being rt pcr tested all the hotel chains talk about an accor group or a leela group or an itc group they are completely checking the people and then the functions are happening down it's completely very safe to do weddings and we are requesting our people and the laborers who are working there to wear the mask which are security people are taking care I don't foresee any problem happening down in the weddings because, as you mentioned in your statement, opening statement, that all the rallies are happening, everything is happening down. All our politicians are doing it, so we are much more prepared than all of them because we are responsible. The families are good. In my opinion, the government should consider not banning anything as far as the weddings are concerned. The Indian wedding industry is prepared. No, also, so while mean, speaking uh, to today morning, I told you that we have many states have imposed a restriction on the number. 200 people per wedding you think that's unfair that is quite unfair aap kisi bhi bazaar ke andar jaiye go to a sarojini market or a lajpat nagar or to any of the rallies you will find thousands and thousands of people without masks 200 people how can you do wedding 25 years a gentleman prepares their wedding for the children aur aap jab wedding ka mauka aata hai to 200 log ke upar aap wedding kijiye which is not fair we had an appeal to all the ministers to the education minister to the central government to the state governments that please increase the number we will follow all the protocols being set by you please don't let a riya stop in united states to attend the wedding of their family it's a responsible industry we are responsible for it there is an appeal that our association ema has also done at all the levels that please allow us to do events concerts But, weddings uh, and everything Rajiv, we are you know, prepared for it these, we, like, we, we've heard yeah. of cases where weddings have to, uh, ended up being you, you know a cluster you hear of cases of super spreader events for example right 
let me i mean how can we say for sure that that won't happen and like you said this is a very important critical phase uh, in the lives of your clients right our indian wedding the great indian wedding is one for which no expenses spared rightly or wrongly families get together for this uh, in your experience have you heard from your clients have you heard of you know divisions in the family about not going ahead with weddings on that scale at this point of time are people worried do you see that have you witnessed that yes let me tell you october and november were the huge wedding seasons till 12th of december all the weddings have beautifully reported we are again i am saying that the season starts from 1920th 21st january till 21st of february there are thousands and thousands of weddings happening across the countries the families are calling us up and asking us to be doubly cautious for the staff who are working there for the people who are there the artists who are performing the food is getting served yes there is no panic situation because now covid is a way of life and we will have to live with it with all the precautions please understand there are no covids in rallies there are no covids in any events that you are forcing which you have mentioned how can covid happen in this small event of 200 to 300 people as an industry we are committed to serve to people it is a celebration please do not stop us talk to us we will explain you how we are doing the events and we'll take it to another level don't stop the celebration as such we all are demotivated we have taken a big hit 3 years no incentive has been given by government of india to this event industry to events and entertainment management association members please mm-hmm. allow us to do events or else we'll die our own natural death all right all right anurag uh, national restaurant association of india the nrai he's also the founder of indigo hospitality private limited uh, thanks for your time i want to ask you you know night curfew imposed in delhi in a crucial week in the run up to new years um, in mumbai over 700 cases reported in 24 hours but i'm guessing that for most hotels and restaurants they make a large chunk a huge percentage of the annual incomes from this uh, new years eve week so how are restaurant and hotel owners uh, taking this news right now oh i mean it's absolutely disheartening as you rightly said this is the time you know december contributes almost 15% of the annual revenue of a restaurant now today you have completely shut it down and forget about the entire december half of the revenue of december comes in the last week this is the festive season in fact we were very sincerely hoping that this festive season will work as a catalyst to boost consumption within the sector but with these restrictions coming in i think uh, it is very very disappointing very disheartening and i say that for a reason it's not that we are not concerned about the covid situation hmm. but we feel there is a sense of being singled out i mean this industry was the first to be shut down the last to be opened up and after that we are working with 50% seat seating capacity since the uh, you know uh, unlocking happened we are still working with double vaccination and then limited hours makes no sense if you are inviting people if you are allowing only double vaccinated then why 50% and if it is only 50% then why do you want to restrict it to 12 what changes i mean you can have a unregulated places like a market whether it's a crawford market or a sarojini nagar market to operate you, you there is no problem with rallies happening and protests happening there is no problem with theaters working mm. but you single out a restaurant that's not fair and and the reason given most of the time is that you, you know people have to take off their mask to eat then what happens in the airline airline is nothing but a box it's a box where people are sitting neck to neck 100% capacity utilization people are taking off their mask if that is safe then how is the controlled environment of a restaurant unsafe 
I or, fail to understand the logic of the lawmaker. All right. So it's, some it's of these reasonings you're finding illogical, but I just want to, uh, I beg to differ with you on one point. Uh, the only, uh, the least priority for our governments, for our authorities seem to be schools. They're the one that they just have not bothered to reopen. Malls, restaurants, theatres, bars, gyms, everything can open except for no, our schools. No, I'm but talking from I, a commercial establishment sure, perspective. Sure, Anurag, but I want to, yes, get back, uh, get back on focus. Um, Surely, as you say, you are concerned, right? We've had 290 fresh cases of COVID in Delhi, a 16% jump. Uh, 757 fresh cases reported in Mumbai in 24 hours, two deaths in the state of Maharashtra. Anurag, surely you must be also worried about your own employees too, right? So I just want to ask you, how do you balance out or, you know, what? how do you walk this thin line where you're both being a supplier of hospitality services and you are responsible for the health of your employees who are in some ways, you know, on the front line because you're serving, you have to go up close to do all of that. So how do you take a call about weighing business versus the human costs what would you do no what i would do is first of all look at where the problem is the problem is with unregulated places the public transportation that is where the problem lies not in a regulated environment where a restaurant of a hundred seat is operating with 50 people that's not where the problem is it's an easy target it's optically a good target that we have shut down restaurants bars and everything but mm. honestly it makes no sense at all you give us a way out. And, and honestly, if you're allowing restaurants to function with 50% capacity, why restrict them till uh, midnight? In fact, if you're worried about crowding, okay. extend the hours, extend the hours so that people, you know, we restauranteurs can also extend our services and say uh, uh, 1 a.m., 3 p.m. or 3 a.m., whatever it is. Interesting. So then you can split it up, say dinner from five, 7 to 8 for one batch, another batch yeah. coming at 8 to 9, something like that. All right. Okay. Uh, let's bring in uh, Devina Bakshi. She's a health journalist. She's a, uh, also a student currently pursuing health policy at Yale. And she recently returned from New York. Uh, she's gotten a booster shot before uh, coming to India. Uh, Devina, are you, I'm guessing you're on winter break then. Why did you decide to come back? What do you think the rising cases could affect your return to your program now? Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I came back because we had a long winter break and there was uh, a suspicion that we might have to go online next semester, a suspicion that was confirmed yesterday. We actually just received an email from Yale um, saying that the first three weeks of my semester are going to be online. Um, they did reiterate that they're committed to being in person as much as possible. But they did say, you know, to keep, uh, that they'll keep us apprised of travel and, you know, especially international students um, because plans will change and they'll potentially might have to renew online um, early next January. They'll take a call. Uh, but so far, we we already have online classes. So that's one of the reasons I came back. It also was important for me to get my booster before going. Um, I was just about eligible. So I managed to get a free booster that mm. is readily um, available there, quite uh, unlike here. You know, you get yep. it in the supermarkets, you get it in a CVS and Walmart, uh, in Walgreens, sorry. Um, and I quickly got that before I flew out. So you figured since you have it, you may as well also take the risk of traveling back home. But Divina, uh, you know, we had um, uh, Anurag here talking about how he feels that the restaurant industry has been, um, uh, is being targeted while airlines, for example, are allowed to fly and they haven't been restricted. What was your experience like at the airport when you were returning? You're also a student of health 
and a journalist who covers health. Were you satisfied by the processes you saw at the airport? Did you feel that you were safe? Um, so honestly, I would say not entirely. Um, like I didn't feel, I, I wasn't entirely satisfied. I also, just to uh, qualify this, I uh, flew out last weekend. So I flew out on the 18th, on uh, uh, on sorry, 19th morning, on Sunday morning. Um, and I flew via Dubai. We had to show before we flew, we had to fill out the S with her, which had, you know, our RT-PCR test uh, within 72 hours. Um, I took two RT-PCR tests just to be sure that I don't get a false negative, uh, sorry, false positive. Yeah. Um, and was entirely sure because I was in New York when cases were beginning to rise and I didn't yeah. want to carry anything back. Um, so we needed that. We needed the test. We needed uh, air suvitha. We also needed our vaccination uh, proof. Um, and that was checked regularly. But you, at- uh, I mean, I just want to sum up. You feel the decisions are logical because Anurag feels they aren't in the restaurant industry. But for you, you uh, felt a sense of safety the- overall. It was logical. In the airport, yes, I would say, though, I would I did expect to be tested when I came in Mumbai and I landed on the 20th and I wasn't tested. All right. Um, okay. And I, yeah, but but I think it was as far as they could be. They were ensuring everyone was okay. masked. Everyone had okay. to have their vaccination. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm running out of time. I'm going to quickly move on. I have Dr. Ravinder Mehta, Chief of Pulmonology and Critical Care at Apollo Hospitals in Bangalore. Dr. Karnataka has also put in place a night curfew for 10 days. It's also a state reporting a lot of cases. Do night curfews work? I mean, is that a solution? Is it logical according to you that in the day COVID doesn't uh, affect you, but at night it does? So we must have curfew at night? So this is a very deja vu feeling because I think we've discussed this many times before. What is the logic? And I see my co-panelists also mentioning that. Obviously, the question is twofold. A, what should be done? And B, what are we doing? What should be done is, I think, an ad hoc response right now. There's only two ways of looking at things if you look at the black and white. There's China who puts in zero tolerance, absolute zero tolerance. And there's US, UK, Europe where things are just going on as they are. We're somewhere in the middle where logic is defied. We we know it doesn't make sense. But one thing comes out very clear being the naysayer and the doctor in the group. This is trouble on the cards. Mm. In the next two to four weeks, all this discussion is history. This will sweep through the country. The numbers will go up. We're going to go quite overwhelmed and crazy because our vaccines are not good for infection. So understand that this discussion is a temporary discussion because we're going to see the numbers going up. Already every number reported for you is probably 10 more not tested. Every number reported, we don't have Omicron's uh, genomics right now. So there's so many things stacked up against us. The only thing you can do right now is learn from the prior experiences, put in your measures and and. You know, absolutely tighten your, your pants for what's coming down the line. Uh, Rajat, Rajat Sethi, please come in over here. You've heard this doctor. He's very, very worried. And it seems that on the ground, our government is oblivious to this threat posed by uh, Omicron. Prime Minister Modi's uh, BJP continues to hold rallies today. The Home Minister held a rally. Well... Uh, government and political parties are two different entities. The government is pretty uh, worried uh, with the sudden rise. And I think... So the uh, Home Minister is part of the government or not? No, no, fair enough. Uh, Let me come to that as well. I think... uh, there, there is there is a clear escalation ladder on which different strategies are to be adopted. Um, everybody has to go by data without creating a lot of fear, uh, fear and unnecessary amount of fear psychosis among the people as well. But keep in mind, positivity rate is one metric which people should look at very carefully. Uh, one needs to look at what is the positivity rate in UP and not try and club everything with the 
and painted with the same brush. Delhi is now hovering around 0.5% poverty rate, uh, sorry, 0.5% positivity rate, wherein, uh, you know, that, that escalatory ladder gets kicked in, wherein you, you start entering the yellow zone, hmm. which has a very specific criteria of Okay. Would restaurants be limited? Fine. Dining spaces but Rajat, I'm sorry, I'm running out of time. So I just want to ask you one question. You said in UP the positivity rate is not that high. But in UP, you've said only 200 people in weddings. Why then? Yeah, yeah no, see, I absolutely echo the sentiments of uh, the service industry at large and definitely the wedding industry. Uh, things have to be rationalized. Also, I believe that going forward, given that the Omicron cases are rising, we will see a lot lesser number of political rallies and lesser crowds. We at hope the so. As we well. hope so. And all of this, of course, we, the we, other we impact, we can't look. talk about the impact of this Omicron variant without talking about the economy. Rajiv is affected. Anurag is affected. Everyone is, is, is talking about that really in a sense. Professor Santosh Mehrotra is also joining us. He's an economist. Uh, Professor, you know, we talk about the hit that these specific industries are taking. But if we allow Omicron to spread, wouldn't that be a, a larger, huger blow to the economy? Of course, it's going to be. And I'm absolutely with the panelists that the approach has been ad hoc. And there is a deja, deja vu feeling. Uh, Sarah, please understand that among over 18-year-olds, 365 million people are still have not got their second jab. That's 35% of our total target group. In addition, among the over 18-year-olds, 115 million people still don't have any jab, which includes about 2.2 million health workers who don't have their second jab. So in other words, overall, Sarah, we are in a situation where 600 million people still do still to receive jabs. But has the government put in the orders in advance for these vaccines? It doesn't seem so. Secondly, why are the dose gaps not being reduced? The dose gaps still remain at 12 to 16 weeks. Why mm. shouldn't they be reduced immediately to 10, 8 to 10 weeks? It would instantaneously enable people to have... Secondly, why are 25% of vaccines still being, in principle, allocated to the private corporate sector? In the past, historically, for 40 years, 100% of all vaccines have been bought by the central government and allocated to the, to the states. Thirdly, as the doctor, Dr. Ravinder rightly pointed out, has, has genomic sequencing of Omicron begun? I mean, you are sort of putting a, uh, a dampener on restaurants and weddings, but you are holding rallies with hundreds of thousands of people. The PM is going there without wearing a mask. What is the message he's sending out? This is unacceptable behavior. We've already seen this once, uh, eight months ago. I mean, the Kumbh Mela in Haridwar was allowed in 2021, April, just when the elections were taking place, when in fact Kumbh was not even due in 2021. It was due in 2022. Mm. It was brought forward. All right. Why? Professor, because of the because the, the Uttarakhand and the UP elections were about sure. to take place. Uh, Professor Look, Marotra, this, the I shock is going to be huge on the economy. As an economist... Uh, yeah. Would you admit that, I mean, it's unlikely and probably, un, I mean, it's just not going to happen. Do you, would you say that the government cannot enforce another lockdown? So in the end, it's really up to all of us individually. Whether yes, we're restauranters, whether we're movie theater uh, owners or whatever it is, we're in the end family members and we are responsible Sarah, for yes ourselves and no. one another. I've already said that the government should have been active. Government told us that by December 2021, everyone would, would have been double vaccinated. Sure. I just started my the, uh, my intervention by telling you the 300, that 600 million people still need to be vaccinated. 
what are we talking about now we are talking about boosters we we have to put the boost, boosters in we need to put uh, uh, jabs into 15 18 year olds the government has been sleeping over this matter it's it's really deja vu deja vu because we've seen <clears throat> we've been there in january of this year the prime minister was telling us we won the war and it appears that he might be effectively with his ad hoc actions still telling us we've already won the war all Have right we? i'm i'm completely out of time i just want to give the last word to leo anthony fernandez who joins us from goa leo goa is the place where everybody seems to be heading to uh, to party to celebrate because we've had an exceptionally difficult year so your thoughts have you heard everybody quickly just your thoughts as we head into this uh, new year's week uh hi sara good evening uh yes uh, you're right i'm from goa but uh, currently i i work in bangalore as an executive chef for the grill house carnival uh, de goa zinc and night owl yes goa has always and will always be a tourist destination uh however with uh, uh with what is happening right now uh again with with the city uh, deja vu situation going around uh about you know covid spreading only at night and uh, a few timings uh okay. i feel that i feel that we are into a mix of a situation where you know where the restaurant industry is hit and it's hit big time especially uh, for the upcoming uh, new year when uh, you know we make the most of it all right and well, when you say that you have that basically runs on the on hospitality on the hospitality hospitality industry a lot thank you i, I apologize for cutting you off leo i'm completely out of time let me just quickly end by saying look let's try and spread common sense not coronavirus stay safe take care see you next week we'll keep this conversation going good night <laughs>